Welcome back to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Wednesday afternoon. I'm super excited to welcome back on the program Cruzan McCalligan. Cruz, it's great to speak to you today. How are you? Hi, I'm well, thank you. Um, I'm very excited about our topic today uh, because I know the weather's been a little bit on again, off again, on again, off again for the last couple of days. And um, it was one of those things where you're just feeling like I was feeling very stuck in my head, a lot on my mind, having a stressful morning. I was in my office really early before anyone else. There'd been a big downpour and then the sun had come out and then there'd been a big downpour. And I was, um, and I bumped into the cleaning uh, the cleaning staff, one of the cleaning staff, a cleaning lady in my office, and she was standing by the window. And she just had this huge grin on her face. And she said to me, good morning. And I was like, hi, good morning. We're on very friendly terms. And then she just had her phone in her hand. She was just pointing out the window. And we both looked out the window. It was just this massive rainbow Aww. outside. And I work in Cyberport. So if you can imagine, like, over the harbour, like, like almost over Lum Island and Pop Fulham, just this huge rainbow at about 8 o'clock in the morning. And um, the two of us, grown adult women, just stood there going, oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Um, and it was just so funny. You know, we were just totally reduced to this, like, innocent childlike state just of just being awe. like wow, wow it's so pretty you know just in awe and I just I just got me thinking a little bit and um I think there's something about rainbows recently with everything we've had with COVID and the world going into lockdown and restrictions and people being stuck in their homes and and you see rainbows people are putting rainbows up like people are putting rainbows in windows like rainbows are becoming a symbol of hope and courage and appreciation and i and i think like they have this quite twee reputation you know what i mean like they have i mean we've both got young daughters like you know like a little girl loves a rainbow they right? love rainbows you know yeah. I mean? rainbows and, and unicorns and, that perhaps yeah, live unicorns on rainbows, rainbows, sunshine <laughs> and, rainbows. And, and then you kind of think i think we all become a bit cynical and we have we've all become so cynical and I think there's something kind of childlike and playful and purely beautiful in a rainbow and what it means. And so um, anyway, so this is me being a little bit sentimental. That's what I'm talking about today. Oh, what a so lovely backstory to, to, to how you chose the topic. That's really yeah, quite nice. Yeah, but it's just so funny. Two grown adult women standing in the window of an office just staring at us like, wow. And you've got a beautiful rainbow behind you, I can see, and for our listeners who, who want to see Cruzy this afternoon, do join us uh, this afternoon on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RT. HK Radio 3, you'll be able to see and hear Cruz and see the beautiful backdrop for Rainbow behind you. There you go. Um, so, um, let's talk about rainbows. Now, the word rainbow comes from the Latin arcus pluvius, meaning rainy arch, which I guess makes sense because of, you know, what it is. And um, these are some, this is some sort of like snippet facts, and then we're getting into some more details. In Greek and Roman times, it's believed that rainbows were a path created by the goddess of the rainbow, Iris, linking us to the immortals. And I was thinking about this as well, Maureen. Can you imagine, can you imagine being like a prehistoric man, right? Okay, like a very basic or a very basic man or woman, obviously, you know what I'm trying to say, human, human, and, um, and seeing a rainbow for the first time. You would just, your mind would have just been blown. You know, what if you didn't that? have a word for it, yeah. you hadn't seen one before. You would have just been like, what? You know, and if you were a culture that believed in 
gods and afterlives and parallel universes and all this sort of stuff. That would you be a sign. Like, ah. It would be. It would just you'd just be raptured, wouldn't it? It's just fascinating. I love that. Anyway, um, the Greeks use the word iris to refer, refer to any colored circle. Thus, that's why we say the iris of the eye or the spot of the tail on a peacock. And um, other words that take their cue from the goddess of the rainbow, iris, include the iris flower, the chemical iridium, and the word iridescent, which is a lovely word. Um, so yes, yeah, so even though rainbows feature prominently in myths and religions of so many cultures throughout history, because as we know, it's not like they're, they're limited to one geography. You just have to have some rain and some sun and you might see a rainbow, right? Um, nobody had any idea what they were and probably until the 17th century, which is quite late really in human existence. Um, the Greek epic poet Homer believed that rainbows were made of a single color, purple. So he wasn't he wasn't really thinking outside the box. Okay, Homer to just leave it leave it to the professionals. Or maybe uh, purple was his favorite color. So you know that yeah, is, it, it is beautiful. Yeah. He just yeah. purple. Yeah. Um, the Greek philosopher Xenophanes uh, elaborated by bestowing the rainbow with two other colors, saying it was comprised of purple, yellow, green, and red. Yellow green is one color. Um, and then Aristotle agreed with Xenophanes, and in, he said the rainbow has three colors, and these three and no others. So this was like this like this is what grown adult men were discussing, like how many colors are there in the rainbow? You know what I mean? It was important. But during the Renaissance, it was decided, no, there were four colors, red, blue, green, and yellow. Um, and by the 17th century, Western thinkers had agreed upon five colors, red, yellow, green, blue, and purple. Ah, so it was like a proper, like, it was a proper thing. Now, um, in 1666, Isaac Newton added indigo and orange to give us the seven colored Roy G. Biv, you know, like red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet, right? The Roy G. Biv, which is just, we all know that acronym, but it's just awful. But I guess it serves its purpose because we all know Roy G. Biv. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's such a funny name. Anyway, um, but in China, rainbows are considered to just contain five colors. So they only talk about five colors. So there are some like, there's still some gray areas. That was a color pun. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to think in Hong Kong, we, we, we have seven colors. Hong Tang, Wang, Lok Tang, Lam, Ji. So yeah, we have was, seven. Um, but it's but it's not purple and indigo. It's Hong is red, uh, Hong Tang, and then orange, and then yellow, red, Hong orange. Tang, Wang, Lok. And then it's green. Tang is like a lime color. And then ah. lam is is blue, and then purple is, and then tea is purple. Wow! Yeah, so it's a How lime color. Yeah. How interesting! A lime color. I hadn't even thought of that. Um, but the truth is, there is actually no set number of colors in a rainbow. Each hue blends into the next without a boundary, leaving the interpretation up to whoever sees it. Um, and in fact, a rainbow doesn't even actually exist. It's not an object, it's an optical phenomenon, which is why actually no two people see the same rainbow. Hmm. So um, we can explain the magic as such. Each raindrop acts as a tiny imperfect mirror. When the sun is right behind you, its light passes through the raindrops in front of you, reflects off their rear surface and bounces back at you. The light refracted is um, or bent slightly as it passes from the air into the water and again as it bounces back into the air again. And the different wavelengths that combine to make up daylight are bent by different amounts. So because, of course, we know that different color, like different colors are basically different, different colors wavelengths. Of different wavelengths. Yeah. And so each raindrop acts as a, both a prism and a mirror, which is super fascinating. 
So then double rainbows occur when light bounces inside the water droplet more than once before escaping. And the spectrum of the second arch will be reversed. And sometimes third or fourth rainbows can be seen. I'm sure I've seen this in some point. I feel like I have, I've seen more than just a double rainbow. I've been like, wow, there's rainbows everywhere or something like that on a particularly strange day. Um, between a rainbow and its double, the sky is darker because light reflected in raindrops in this part does not reach the observer. So that's super interesting as well. And rainbows can occur in mist, fog, sea spray, waterfalls, anywhere where light meets water in the sky and the angles are conducive to rainbows. There are also rare moonbows made at night by the light of the moon. Oh, Although that we see moon these as bows. White. Yeah, oh, wow. moonbows. That's super fascinating. I've never seen one of those, to be honest. Um, but anyway, so now, of course, as I mentioned, like we have this idea of like people hanging these rainbows around the world with COVID and just trying to seek a bit of hope and a bit of happiness and positivity. Um, and this, um, the rainbow, this rainbow idea, um, probably we think it started in Italy after the lockdown in March 2020. Um, it, it captured imaginations around the world and rainbow are, rainbows are a symbol of hope in many, many different cultures. They appear as perfect arcs, often during a rainstorm. <clears throat> What I do think is interesting, and I read this fact, is that actually because of the shape of a rainbow, if it continued, it would be a full circle. Oh. So it is really a perfect arc in that way, like if it was to go all the way around, which I think is really interesting. I think I always thought it was actually quite wide, but apparently it goes all the way around. So, yeah, so that's rainbows. Saying, that speaking yeah. of double rainbow, David on Facebook says, um, saying that we had a double rainbow this afternoon, and I think David oh, is based delightful. in, in Melbourne. You, David. I know. That sounds lovely. And Adelaide says, You are a good storyteller. Cruz, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Adelaide. Um, I hope I can continue being a good storyteller for the rest of this column. Um, so, the, what's interesting is that, of course, they appear as these perfect arts that they, they often happen during a rainstorm, after a rainstorm, um, and it's incredible to see now in christian culture a rainbow promises better times to come so the abrahamic god sent one to noah after the great flood as a sign that people could go forth and multiply without fear of another calamitous drowning and rainbows in western art and culture are often a sign of hope and promise and better times to come they're a kind of a pop icon as well i mean somewhere over the rainbow what that song has meant to so many people from the Wizard of Oz. Like, I mean, it's just incredible. You know what I mean? That, that the symbolism and how much meaning has been taken from that, which I'm going to get to soon as well, actually. Um, so in, in the, um, in, according to Irish le uh, legend, the end of a rainbow marks where leprechauns have buried a pot of gold, gold they stole from the Vikings. But since you can only see a rainbow if you are far away from it, as they appear to move as you move, the promise is obviously quite elusive. Um, and as we know from the song from Wizard of Oz, over the rainbow dreams come true and troubles melt like lemon drops and all those lovely things. Um, so it's quite fascinating. Um, rainbows are a relatively common meteorological phenomenon. Um, and they've probably been seen, as I said, since by every human since the dawn of our species. And we do have a lot of meanings. Now, the Aboriginal people of Father River in North Queensland, Australia, the rainbow is a very brightly colored snake that appears to stop rain that has made by that been made by their enemies. Oh. And the rainbow serpent, I, I don't know this, I'm not familiar with this kind of mythology. The rainbow serpent is a very important and powerful spirit throughout Aborig Aboriginal dreamtime culture, which I do know a little bit about, 
that was thought to be the oldest continuous religious belief in the world and is depicted in rock art dating back at least 10,000 years. I think I remember hearing um, uh, this, the result of this recently that um, Aboriginal culture is the world's most ancient culture, which is so amazing. So to know that they were, they were that rainbows were this significant to this culture. Um, and according to Aboriginal folklore, when a rainbow appears, it is said to be the rainbow serpent moving from one waterhole to another. Um, and of course, as we mentioned, they've been spiritually important to Western cultures like ancient Greeks and Romans um, because of being this 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 messenger from Iris, the the god. Um, but interestingly, for some cultures, rainbows are not themselves God, but bridges between our world and theirs. Um, Indonesian societies see a rainbow as a bridge used by soul boats as they journey to the spiritual realm, which I can kind of understand. It works nicely in that way. Um, whereas in Norse mythologies, a rainbow called a bifrost was a burning bridge connecting Asgard and Midgard, the kingdoms of God and men respectively. In Japanese myth, the rainbow is a floating bridge of heaven on which the male and female creators of the world descended to create land from the ocean of chaos. Um, in Hindu legend, the rainbow as an archer's bow used by Indra, the god of thunder and war, who shoots arrows of lightning. Um, apparently, pre-Islamic Arabic culture also believed the rainbow to be a divine bow for firing arrows. Um, in Chinese culture, it was a crack in the sky made by five colored stones cast by the mother goddess Nuwa. And Mayan cultures believed the ark was a crown worn by another mother goddess. It's like it just goes on and on. It's kind of fascinating. Bulgarian legend has it that walking under a rainbow causes someone to change genders, which is interesting. Oh, wow. <laughs> and a lot of, um, but in some, while a lot of people, we think they're beautiful and they're positive, in some Mesoamerican societies, they thought they were bad omens and they would hide their children away when they saw them. The Karens of Burma, um, or Karens, I'm not saying that correctly, believe it is a dangerous demon that eats children. So like, there's a lot of like, some people also have some, um, some negativity around it. One thing I'd just like to touch on really quickly um, is how important the rainbow is in the LGBTQ community as a symbol of LGBTQ For pride. pride. I, That's right. Yes, and I was I was wondering why, because um, it, it's been a universal. And it was just Pride Month people. last month. Absolutely yes, and so we saw a lot of rainbows around the place. Well, hopefully we could have probably seen some more. If I'm being honest, we could have been seeing some more. Um, but since the 1970s, it's been a universally recognised symbol for LGBT pride. Um, and what? But why was it chosen? And it seems it, it it fits. It fits, and it resonates with people, and it does resonate with us to have it as a symbol. Like no one's like this was a terrible choice. It it works. But why was it chosen? So I looked into it a little bit. Um, so legend has it, legend, modern, modern myth, that it started with a single parade. In 1978, Harvey Milk, who was a San Francisco city supervisor and the first openly gay politician elected to office in California, asked his friend Gilbert Baker to create a symbol for the LGBTQ plus community. Now Milk wanted to reveal this new design at the Gay Freedom Pride Parade in San Francisco that year. Now Baker, who was a gay rights activist, army veteran and artist, immediately got to work designing a striped flag with eight colors. Now, according to Baker's website, each color on the flag had a special meaning. Pink represented sex, red for life, orange for healing, yellow for sunlight, green for nature, turquoise for magic, blue for serenity, and violet represented spirit. And so they, they, had, a, they had 30 volunteers and they all hand dyed 
and stitched these two original rainbow flags. Um, but no one knows exactly why Baker chose to make the symbol a rainbow. Some say he was paying tribute to Judy Garland, who was one of the first gay icons ah, who famously sang somewhere, somewhere over the rainbow. rainbow. <laughs> in the movie The Wizard of Oz. And others believe that Baker was inspired by a multicolored flag that was being used on college campuses in the 1960s to symbolize world peace and unity, which I guess it is. It, it's that idea, all of these colors together. It's like kind of, it's a, it encapsulates a lot about diversity, right? And how beautiful that can be. Um, now, um, anyway, now regardless of the original inspiration, the rainbow flags were a huge success when Baker unveiled them at the 1978 San Francisco Pride Parade. Um, and this was Cleve Jones, who was an activist who attended, said, we stood there and watched and saw the flags and everyone's faces lit up. It needed no explanation. People knew immediately it was our flag. It gives me goosebumps thinking about this. Um, and the symbol's popularity soared after Harvey Milk was assassinated just a few months later. Many saw the rainbow flag as a beautiful, uplifting image that filled a need for a recognizable symbol in the LGBTQ um, community. Um, and yeah, so a lot of people have talked about it from the time, um, including uh, this social activist, Nico Ramsey, who said th that he likes to think that the rainbow flag spread because for the first time, gays were being told to be proud. And there is something very uh, visible of a rainbow, right? It, you can't hide a rainbow. It's it's beautiful for being what it is. and. Um, and when and, and he goes on to say, when I look at the flag, I see various elements of me. I have never viewed myself to be simple. I recognize that I am complex and that is what makes me unique and beautiful. Like really, like it's very emotional. It's quite incredible what the symbol means. Um, anyway, um, as the demand for the flag increased, its original eight colors were narrowed down to six, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and purple, and fewer colors kept production costs low and made the flag easy to display. So they like undercut some so of the practical. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty practical. But the rainbow flag has become one of the most ubiquitous and universally recognized flags in the world. Um, and unlike other flags, it transcends national borders and unites people of different cultures. It symbolizes a global LGBTQ plus family and a worldwide freedom struggle for those people. And well, and everyone around them. Um, and so that's, which is quite ama um, amazing. So now, of course, we have lots of other flags that have emerged inspired by that original flag. Um, and it does have this uh, sense of when it's, when it can be, it is a very uniting thing. Um, and around the world, it's obviously a symbol that we've, what people have embraced now for um, a symbol of hope and togetherness and connection around the world in what's been happening with COVID. Um, so that's pretty interesting. Um, the Pride rainbow flag also, uh, along with the California, US and NASA flags, was flown in front of NASA's Ames Research Center, courtesy of NASA. The original rainbow flag unveiled in 1978, as I mentioned, had eight colors, which also had meanings. But this flag has been, like, it's been flown at NASA. It's been flown around the world. And this is interesting, over the years, the rainbow flag underwent a couple more changes as well. There was even a black stripe adopted in the flag during the AIDS crisis of the 1980s. Um, and it changed again in 2017 by adding black and brown stripes for people of color. So like there's, there's this idea, it is trying to capture that diversity and that difference and that kind of spectrum of human existence altogether, which is quite remarkable. I have two quotes today. <laughs> on the end, on the back of that, um, 
I was just trying to look for a rainbow song, but I couldn't find somewhere over the rainbow. I think I managed to find there's a, that a modern one, one. You know, it's really interesting that um, there's that cover. I can't remember who sings it, but somewhere over the rainbow cover. Is it, like Ari- is it Ariana Grande? I don't know. No, it's, um, I want to say Sorry. Isaac, somebody or other. I'm really terrible with names. It makes me feel old, Noz. I'm getting so bad with names. Anyway, um, but his, his remix of it is that, you know, he was the, um, oh, I can't remember. Someone's going to listen and go, it's him. Um, you know, and he played a ukulele. He was a Hawaiian performer. And he sang this beautiful version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It was, it's very emotional. It's in lots of films and TVs and everything else. But um, it, it outsold all of the original Somewhere Over the Rainbow with Judy Garland. Yeah. So taken. When you said ukulele, song. it made me think of Bruno Mars, but he doesn't play. Not him. No. Sorry. He's not alive anymore, unfortunately. Anyway, my quotes before I forget. Okay, focusing. And uh, this one is from Matthew Williamson, who said, I'm continually inspired by nature, and the rainbow is one of nature's greatest optical phenomenons. The sighting of a rainbow never fails to bring a smile to people's faces. They signify optimism and positive positivity. With them comes the sunshine after the rain, which is very true. <clears throat> and of course, a quote from Dolly Parton, the way I see it, if you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she it's say that? I thought it was Ricky Gervais. <laughs> maybe he, he, maybe he quoted I'm going to give it to Dolly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it to um, well, um, thank you very much. Uh, uh, Adelaide and David both wrote in to say it's uh, that the name of the singer I think you're referring to is Israel. Sorry, I can't really pronounce it. There the we go. Kama, oh, sorry, Kama Kaole. I can't really. I can't sorry, I That's can't say it. That's a beautiful song, though. If it was in the system, it is gorgeous. Yeah. It's a lovely song. Oh, I'm not sure if yeah. it is in the Have system. Um, buy me oh. some time, Cruz. Well, actually. I will. Okay, I can keep talking about well, rainbows. Adelaide, anyway, Ad- Adelaide gets the last word. She says, uh, the, the rainbow provides us with hope and motivation and is by being a symbol for good luck. That's very interesting. Wonderful. That's really beautiful, Adelaide. Yeah, yes. I think we all need to, everyone's a bit, I think a rainbow's a reminder to be a little bit less cynical. A rainbow's beautiful. No matter who you are, you look at it and you're like, wow, that's amazing. The natural world is amazing. And yes, even if it was 8 a.m. and me and someone else, no. Two grown adults just in awe. That's beautiful. Well, I'm afraid I can't find the, the version by, um, by by Israel, but uh, uh, we'll have to settle uh, for the Ariane Grande uh, song "Over the Rainbow," which I'm not even sure if it's if it's a cover or she's just well, let's yeah hope. It, yeah. Let's hope. Well, let's just <laughs> let's just roll the dice and, and and check it out. Thank you so much, Cruzy, for your time this afternoon. No worries. <laughs> Bye. Bye.